Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is a recording of our live YouTube weekly stock market show. Every Tuesday night, Dale and Janine stream live on YouTube from 7 to 8pm to answer your most burning questions, as well as analyse stock for our viewers. To watch the show, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the stock market show under the Learning Centre. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Good evening and welcome to the Australian Stock Market Show. With so much focus having been on the US election in recent months, like us, you're probably over it all and relish the chance to join us and chat about anything financial markets other than the US election. Well, that's what we intend to do tonight. So if Dale mentions the US election... I will promise you that I'll bop him one for you. So tonight, the words US and election are swear words. And I hope that you have your money ready, Dale, because um, I've got that jar and it's really empty over there, waiting for you to fill it. (laughs) Now, on a more serious note, each week we'll reveal more insights that will help you to broaden your understanding of the market and share with you what you need to learn to help you to take advantage of what lies ahead. Now, our topic for tonight, top three energy stocks to buy in 2021. On each show, we aim to answer as many of your most burning questions, that's trading or investing questions, including an opinion on where your favourite stocks are headed. Do we have some interesting stocks to review tonight? (laughs) Some really good ones and some really good questions. Before we get into the juicy part of tonight's show, we'd like to applaud those who are really thinking about the best way to get educated right now. So... Are you ahead of the masses? That's what you need to be thinking about. If tonight is your first time watching, thank you for tuning in and well done in making that commitment to learn. We look forward to sharing many more evenings with you. Each week of the month, we rotate through different markets and share our thoughts on the charts to keep you informed. Remember that our goal of the show is to make your trading and investing journey easier and safer by informing and educating you on the realities of successful investing and trading. Hello, I'm Janine Cox and joining me tonight is Dale Gillam and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Can I lodge a complaint? (laughs) Can I lodge a, come on, can I lodge a, put your hand up if I can lodge a complaint because it's only me that's not allowed to say that word. (laughs) How come it's only me that's only allowed to say that word? All complaints will be noted and then put in the bin. Putting in the too hard (laughs) basket, that's where you put, you're filing it in the bin. So, why is it my, why are you, I don't know. Now you're opera singing. I'm opera singing. No, you want me to play drums, you want me to play guitar, you want me to sing, and now I'm not allowed to to say the words mmm and mmm. So, hope you're fine. (laughs) Terrible. So how are you besides all that? I'm fantastic. It's 31 degrees today and I'm sweating my armpits off here in the studio because we don't have any air conditioning in here, guys. So Melbourne's gone from cold to hot, from from lockdown to lock up and to freedom. Mm. um, I'm getting to get out of Melbourne over the weekend. 
good for you. I reckon that's fantastic, getting to go to my hometown of Geelong. <laughs> yes. So, but let's get on with the show anyway. So remember, if you do have a burning question for us, send us. Uh, you can send us an email, but please upload a 30-second video of yourself. It's really, really simple. Just sit in front of your webcam and um, record yourself for 30 seconds and drop it into, put it in the Dropbox and send us the link um, via email. So remember to send all your questions through to info at wealthwithin.com.au. Moving on, it's the second Tuesday in the month, and this means we look at my favourite part of the market, which is the sectors and the indices of the All Ordinaries Index. Got all that? So let's get into the charts right now, shall we? All right. Sec why are the sectors and indices your most favourite part? Um, look, I just like to see the broad picture of what's happening. Okay. So the sectors, you can it's almost like having everything at your fingertips. You can see what's going on. And the bigger stocks that dominate those sectors, you can sit back and think, well, energy's doing this and financial's up and healthcare's up a little bit. And you, you know what could be happening in stocks like CSL, BHP, straight away by having a look at this as a snapshot. Okay. Person sitting in home, what's that mean to them? To you, it means that this is a really quick way of seeing where the rises and the falls are across the market. So if you're looking for... Um, areas of the market that potentially you might be interested in investing in. This is a real, really quick way to find it, out what's what's hot and what's not. Cool. I've got lots of tough questions for you tonight because I'm <laughs> He's under He's going to really give me a hard time. I'm now, under restrictions, <laughs> so you're going to get a lot of tough questions. So <laughs> get into that. So what are we going to do with the chart? So right now we're seeing this week energy's okay. up. Yeah, energy's up 10.4. So we've been talking about the energy sector and materials for some time now mm. and looking at the, that area as a good area of the market. So industrials is up 5.8 as well. Really great to see the industrial sector doing well and performing because if the industrials does well, that means the markets generally will go up. So financials up 4.7. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there holding mm. banks that are happy about seeing a little bit of a move up in the financials area. Communication services up 3.47. Materials 1.28. So materials haven't had a strong week this week so far, but it is only early in the week. Healthcare 0.35 up. Now we know that healthcare has been running for a long time. We're not expecting any major moves just now out of this area. Consumer discretionary just really um, flatlined, it's, you know, line ball. Utilities, really the same sort of thing. Consumer staples down 1.7% and information technology minus 3.5%. So that's sort of heading into the tech area, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously this mm. is two days of data, Monday, Tuesday, so it's probably better to look at this on uh, the monthly and the, the yearly basis right now. Yeah. yeah, look, when markets move up strongly... Uh, in the start of the week, I don't get excited about yeah. it. Like, even though we're seeing energy move up, when I saw it move up like that, I thought, I oh, don't do that. That's just making a mess of what we were hoping would be a nice orderly move. Um, but obviously, they've jumped into mm. that area of the market. So we can talk about that a little bit later when we get into the topic. But looking at um, monthly, we can see energy's up 14.6 for the month. Industrial's still following closely behind, 12.6% up. Communication services up 9%, which is nice oh, to see. Man. Um, financials up 7.7% overall for the month, which is good materials. So this will do mean good things for people's superannuation right now with the bigger areas of the market moving mm. up. Uh, materials up 5%, healthcare up 5 And we're looking at, just I'll just jump down to the bottom. We've got consumer staples up only 0.34. So that's the, your staples are your your, um, your, West, your uh, Woolworths and your, and your Coles type stocks. Wow. So let's have a look at the yearly because just take note of what you're seeing right now. And I think if we go to the yearly, all things changing, don't they? So have a look at that. That's a real big change, isn't it? So now yeah. we're half green, half red. 
Yeah, so we're almost seeing a change of the guards because energy for the year has been down significantly. Mm. Now, it, it's come up quite strongly this month, so it, it's still down 37%, even mm. with that really strong move up. Financials down 14, utilities 14, industrials 11, communication services minus 2.5. So that's the bottom of the board. Now, what information technology is holding its ground up around 40% still, healthcare up 10 for the year. And we're seeing, you know, materials up only 2%. So some of these areas where we're seeing only flat, you know, only small moves up or negative returns, these are the areas that we're looking at as potential opportunities. Mm, mm. So, that's, mm. so where to from here? Um, look, in terms of the sectors or in terms of what we, you want to talk about the indices as well? Well, obviously the market's, you know, looking more bullish right now. I mean, mm. yesterday and today it was up and today it was strongly up, which starts to say now it's confirming. Because I always say, you know, let's trade on confirmation, not speculation. And that's where a lot of people go, well, hey, Dale, you said it was going to be up last week and or down last week. And it's always our... Our, it's a probability thing. And mm. we always say, let's wait for confirmation. So this week we've seen confirmation of a breaking through previous highs over the last sort of two months. Right. So it's actually the market as a whole saying, hey, now we're more bullish because of what it's actually doing. So, and looking at what's going on, I mean, the US market also gapped up, mm. you know, Monday. It was a significant gap up on both the Dow and the S&P. But the NASDAQ was down a little bit. But we, what we need to be saying, what that, is going on? We know on. that the US market often goes Is down that a fine? She said that. I didn't say US market. Is that a well, fine? Well, I have to talk about it if I'm talking about the market. Mm, you mentioned it, the I, Dow. I didn't say the word. I just said the Dow. I said US market. I didn't say just... No, they're saying you've got to pay the fine. So you got I didn't bring any money. <laughs> Cool. Oh, so, my pockets are empty. Okay, so go. let's. So where are we going? So basically what we're saying is at the moment, and we're going to talk about it a bit more later on, is these sectors, what we're seeing mm. is the changing of the money flow right yeah. now. And that's, but we've only got a couple of days of that. Or it's too of, early. It's way too early, but we'll talk mm. a little bit about that more. But I think now's the time to get into our first. We want to talk no? about the indices as oh, we well. We want to talk about quickly. the indices just briefly. So okay. hopefully you've got them there. But just before we get into the indices, that mm -hmm. is the um, the relative comparison of the different of sectors. The sectors. So you can see it, it's called a spaghetti chart. It's one of the things that we talk about in our courses. So that's information you... technology right up there. Yeah, but it just gives you a quick snapshot rather than looking at numbers. People who like mm -hmm. to see things in pictures really appreciate that. I use it more for shorter term. So I'm looking at it more closely to what's happening, mm -hmm. the recent price action here, just seeing it tick up. So mm -hmm. we're seeing all of these sectors tick up, except for we've got staples there. Um, it's not moving as strongly up, but most of them are up. Yeah, mm. It's looking pretty good anyway. Okay, yeah, in the so. short term. So, um, you know, where have you hidden the um, the other one? The, the sectors, there you are. Size so indices? Yeah. Okay, so then we've got for the year, we've look, we're looking at. Um, do you want to jump to the year, or do you want to start at the month? No, I mean because it's, it's it's obviously the year is just showing at the whole. The overall market's still down nearly four percent. Do I stand on my head because you've got the, the negative ones at the top there? Well, you can if you like to that, but I'm just saying is <laughs> the the all ordinaries index is still down for the year. Um, let me just get rid of this, move that over so you can pretty much see it. So the all ordinaries index is still down three point eight percent, even though. Yeah. You've got your technology sector up, and so, and the reason for that is the technology sector is not huge in terms of the market. It's less. What's about three point three something percent, three point yeah. three percent of oh, the market. Well, could be, depends on what how yeah. it's moved in the last. But in broader sense, really, it's only those smaller companies, the emerging companies index and the mid cap fifty, where a few more of those technology stocks are that have done really, really well. But looking at the ASX fifty and twenty, they need to play catch up. 
that's pretty right. much, and they will do that. So mm. that's really what I'm thinking of in terms of the year moving forward about where all the opportunities are. Well, let's just are. quickly snap forward to the month mm. and just see what what it means. So it's all it's blue, all yeah, and it's green. All so we're seeing here 5.4 for emerging companies. Interesting, emerging companies are at the bottom of that board, and the mm. and the all Australian 50 index is up 7.3 percent. Mm. Mm. All right, so let's, we need to wrap things up and get into our, uh, our questions. But now, before we get into our first viewer question, I really do want to thank all those that did take the time to send an email in to us. So thank you very much for that. We do appreciate it. But if we didn't get your email um, tonight, please remember to send it again for next week's show. So if we don't cover your email tonight, please send it in again so we can do it for next week's show. Now, I did want to mention something from last week, from one of our emails from last week. Remember how we talked? Oh, um, yes. Alfred, Alfred sent, us, yeah. sent us in an email and Thanks, he was talking Alfred. about, you know, where do I complain, you know, from algo trading and where do we make a complaint? Now, last yeah. week I said, oh, you just need to complain to ASIC. Yep. Um, from that point of view, but I was actually incorrect. ASIC don't you don't do the complaints to ASIC anymore, but it, you rather send your complaints into the AFCA. So that's the Australian Financial Complaints Authority. So that's where you do it. And um, for Alfred. The more people that do it, the more they're going to take notice. If they get complaints and they only get one or two on something or a service or a product or something, they don't really tend to do too much because it's not weight. But the more people that send it in, the more weight it gets. So if people aren't happy about a product or service or the way the, the market's working for whatever reason with this algo trading, if you're against it and 10,000 people put in a complaint, then they'll look at it. But if only 10 people do... Well, I don't know exactly what the number is. But, yeah, but mm. you know what I mean? So the more, the more people that complain, the more they're likely to look at, the less people complain that they're thinking, well, okay, it's not much of an issue. But thank you very much for that question anyway. But let's get into our first question for the night. It's a video question and it's from a lady called Kathy. So let's take it away, Kathy. Hi, Janine and Dale. I hope you're both well. I love your show and I really am loving studying the diploma course. Um, it's the best online learning I have ever done and trust me, I've done a bit in the past. Anyway, I was wondering what your thoughts might be on Aurora Limited, um, O-R-A. Um, it seems to be finding support um, at 50% of its all-time high, um, although there's not a great deal of monthly data to go by. So, um, yeah, I'd really appreciate what you think about this stock and if there's a buying opportunity in the future. To me, it looks like it might be. Okay, bye. Yeah, well, so she's saying it looks like that there's a buying opportunity there. So, look, I think it's an interesting stock. Oh, you're not going to say she's a nice-looking lady? Look, she's a lovely lady. Oh, she's no, one I of have to say good, I have to say he's a good-looking dude. You make me do that every single week. <laughs> I don't make you do anything. You started the trend. <laughs> All right, and then She's you put me on the spot here. and asked me one week and I wasn't ready for that. You did that on purpose, didn't you? Okay, so go ahead. All right, fine. so look, we've got a lovely question here from a lovely lady, Aurora Limited, and who's very diligently studying the course. So looking at the chart there, you can see this stock has basically gone up for a few years and come right back down uh, for a few years. And this is what can happen to a lot of stocks on our market. Mm. Now, Aurora um, is in packaging. So looking at the right-hand side of this, it's been sold off really heavily through COVID a couple of times. We've seen a big sell-off, which is really good for the stock price to get sold off a couple of times into a low and then to bounce out like it's done. And I think it's looking really nice, mm. um, setting up nicely. So if you, you know, keep studying away there and make sure that you, um, you, know, you really know those rules well because there's some really good rules that are being really close to being triggered there with the 
current move up. I love it. I think mm. it looks really, really nice. I think it's a great pick, Cathy. I yeah. think she's done very, very well. I don't even know what module she's on, but that's a pretty good pick. All right. So, Do you want to say anything else? That was short No, I don't think there's much more I can say about it. I think it's pretty good, but yep. um, I'm sure okay. she's got any questions, she can send them to us personally anyway. All right. The first email question we have is from Joe. Dear Dale and Janine, I was wondering what this means, please. Westpac shareholders have received the opportunity to buy Westpac Capital Note 7. As per attachment below, I'm unsure what these are and if it's a good opportunity. Any clarification would be much appreciated. Thanks, Joe. Wow. Now, notes, capital notes are always an interesting topic, mm. aren't they? And I remember prior to the GFC, because I was in, I had a lot of conversations with a journalist who was following this up to, in a lot of detail. And what we found was when you look at the fine print that the rules around a lot of the hybrid securities that were released post GFC, it, the rules changed to allow the banks more flexibility, yes. obviously to protect them, not the, the individual investor. Um, but some of these capital notes actually um, sit ahead of stocks. So what, so what was so, so, so she, the Joe's. So she's looking at, she's got, he, she's obviously her, um, been asked, does she want to purchase these yeah. capital notes? So she's wanting to know, you know, what our thoughts are on that. So, so what is a capital note? A capital note is a hybrid security. So it's not so exactly a share. Um, look, to dumb it down into a simple term. These are intelligent it's, people watching. It's still, so. it's still a, um, something that trades mm. on the market and it pays a good dividend, but often they pay quarterly. So they'll pay a... Uh, amount quarterly, but you don't generally when you buy these capital notes, you're buying them more for the income side of it as well as a bit of capital gain because they don't move like the share. So if the share was to rise 10%, the capital note's not going not to move happen. anywhere near that. So it's that. a way of raising capital for Westpac. Yeah, and it's lower volatility for yep. an investor wanting to purchase in or to get some exposure to that area of the market. And the income's guaranteed? Um, no, nothing's guaranteed. And this okay. is the whole change that happened post the mm -hmm. GFC. So, you know, the bank's not um, required to pay those dividends or that they could stop that at a particular okay. point in time. But in saying that, you need to read the specifics for each individual capital note. Now, one thing Westpac does really well is they lay it out nicely on their website. So you can go and have a look at the capital notes that they've got there on their website. It shows the history of all of the capital notes that they've issued. And you can actually type, you can look for the code because often they'll have like a Westpac WBC. I think the one that I was looking at today was um, WBCPI. And you can type that code into the to when you're typing into um, say your broker website to have a look at it and then bring up a chart so you can see the way that, see the pricing that it moves, yeah, the pricing. Um, and you, you'll notice that the volatility is a lot lower than typically what you would see on the stock prices. So where the market may have fallen during COVID um, quite significantly, say 40%, where the stock mm. might have fallen 40%, the actual note will have fallen a hell of a lot less than that. But then, of course, on the upside, you don't, you don't have the opportunity to make So it's, so it's, it's a, a convertible note or just a note that you'll that get the money back? That specific one, I haven't looked at it in detail, but it mm. had a lot of extensions after, like, okay. you know, in terms of the description as to what it actually is. So this mm. is where you've got to go and read it. My suggestion would be to, when you're reading the documentation from them, it'll they'll use words that you might not understand. So just Google those individual words and you'll find that you'll get a good explanation for what those things are. Mm. And if that doesn't work, then ring up the Westpac Investor Centre, or even if you're looking at notes in other banks as well, ring up their Investor Centre and ask for more information. 
Um, but it's really on you to read it. You need to understand clearly what you're investing in. But they are another form of, um, you know, a security that's trade, trading on the exchange mm. that people can, mm. um, you know, track on the stock market. So, so if you're looking for a high yield, mm. so that could be a good investment. That's, but yeah, otherwise. they generally pay um, a certain amount, amount above what they call, some of them pay above the bank bill swap rate by a certain amount. So yep. you need to be aware of how much income you can get out of these and then do the sums to have a look at that. Okay. But I find that by looking at the historical charts and seeing the volatility in the, in the stock price versus the capital note mm -hmm. volatility, it really get, paints a picture as yes. to what you're getting. Without looking at that, I don't think people would properly understand it. That's my No, nah, you need to read, really do read the fine print and how mm. it's all working. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's really um, a good question. We haven't had one of I those. I think I need a drink. Um, before. Okay, um, the next email we have is from Jake. Hi, Dale. I was hoping you could review Regis Resources for <coughs> me. I'm looking to add... Are you right there? Yeah, I think I've just got a frog in my throat. I don't do know want, how it got in there. Do you want a hanky? No, I've got a frog outside, but I didn't know what getting in my throat. Uh, looking to add a few go um, gold, I think it is, stocks to make up 5% of my portfolio. Uh, I'm not sure if physical gold via Perth Mint ETF or stocks would be better or a mix of the two. I like Regis Resources due to solid management, um, makes profits, pays co consistent dividends, and I think the share price has formed a nice base. They also have growth potential in New South Wales operations, both the shows and content on Flicks are great, by the way. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so I left that little one in there. Keep up the good work, he's saying, from Jake. So thanks very much. Um, so we're, if we're looking at um, Regis well, I think Resources... You can't, you can't really compare the stock to physical gold because it's two separate metrics that drive those two, isn't it? Like well, this is why we actually... Yeah. And I can't remember if, if I did this for mm -hmm. this environment or whether it was our Traders Forum. Um, mm -hmm. What I did is I overlaid the gold price and a stock. So mm -hmm. you could physically see the difference in the movement of say Regis resources versus the gold price. Yep. And therefore you could get an understanding for how that company moves with the gold price moves. So if the gold price is going really strongly up and Regis resources isn't going strongly up, then you know something's not right. Yes. So looking at Regis um, at the moment, it's pulled back really strongly. Mm. And I mean, I could, well, you're, you could have a chat about the ETFs, if you like, and I could bring up the... Well, there's options, ETFs, obviously, mm -hmm. the physical gold stocks or buying yeah. physical gold. Now, obviously, if people watch our interview with Jonathan Rothbart, which we did for Flix... About, oh, that gave a really good rundown about buying really, physical really, so gold, So get on to Flix, flixx.net. Mm. I think, I think, she, I think um, yeah. it was already mentioned that... Yeah, but if that we had Jonathan yeah. Rothbart, we will get Jonathan back on here with some other gold expert, experts into the near future, but it's a really good understanding of whether what's the difference between buying physical gold and what's buying gold stocks. Now, obviously... Somebody like Jonathan wants to do to buy gold, physical gold, because that's exactly what Jonathan does. But this is does, really but, about the ETF, mm. isn't it, versus the stock? So, oh, this question. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, is it is it the ETF mm. that you would look for or is it the, the gold stock you would go for? Um, look, I'm, I'd probably be a little bit more inclined, if you're more of an investor, I'd probably be inclined to go more for the ETF because mm. it's a bit of a broader capture of that X sector. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, just by buying the physical gold stock, there's a few other things you need to consider. I mean, how big are they? What are their mining operations? Where are their mines? Yep. What, how, what's the capacity? How much is it costing them? Mm. Whereas buying the ETF, you're going to get a, a, 
a broader spread of gold, and that could be not just Australian gold mines, it could be offshore gold mines, depending on yeah. the ETF. I haven't really studied gold ETFs at all, mm. um, but to me it's about whether you know they buy from the Perth Mint and buy mm. some gold, physical gold, and I don't have an issue with that, but I know what Jonathan said, I said to him, what do you expect gold to do in the next 12 months? And he was saying by about June or July next year, he's expecting maybe another 10% growth, and generally gold, he was saying, has an inverse correlation to the market. So if the market's going bullish, people don't necessarily want to buy more gold because the market's bullish. But we found when we did an overlay mm. of that chart that it's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily case. the case. Correct. So we could do a whole night on mm. gold, basically. Maybe yeah. we should. So if the market's mm. going to be more bullish, is people don't want to be as defensive. So, And that might be why Jonathan's talking about, well, maybe gold's only going to go up another 10%. Yeah. But again, you need to look at the gold stock Actually, itself. I'm pretty sure now when I think about it that it was mm. the Traders Forum that mm. I was doing this on. Yeah, sorry, for so, our students. But looking at Regis, I don't like it at the I don't the like it at all. Mm. So I don't think you should be buying Regis resources right now. Well, it's up to him to make the decision himself. It's his, you know, we don't give personal financial advice, but right now mm. there's no buy entry at, at all. Yeah, mm. I can't see any reason to own it at this point in time. So that's where I'm at. All right. You, and now, Do you want me to read the next question? Now, the, the, um, our director said that I actually took your question, but I was saving you because you were oh, about no, to cough was, your lungs out. Look at this. This big frog was in my throat. But anyway, so I'll do the next question, <laughs> um, which is from Daniel. And Daniel says, good evening, Janine and Dale. I'm considering holding um, of ASB or Austral Limited and broke through its level of support on the 26th of October and has since rebounded at the low back in April. An example of some trading rules live on the show would be much appreciated. Cheers, Daniel. Jeez. Look, We're not going to give you our trading rules. That's what you do our course for. Um, but we'll actually have a look at the stock and give you our opinion on it. So Janine and I don't, uh, if you've been watching long enough, Janine and I never say buy and sell. Um, it's really up to yourself. As Janine just said there, you need to understand your own rules and your own strategies. Um, some of our buy and sell rules and trading rules are in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, if you want to get that. Um, you can do that. And obviously my other book, uh, How to Beat the Managed Funds, also has some rules in that. But if you want our trading rules, then you'd need to do our course. Yep, so yeah. your book's up there, isn't it? My book's, I don't know, Point. it's up there, down there, somewhere like that. But just get on the website and get it. So <laughs> look, the girls yell at me when I oh. promote the book because everybody buys it. Yeah, okay. Now I'll look at this one, mm. Austell Limited, mm. ASB. This is the stock that he's raised. Yep. Now it's actually fallen quite heavily, so I'm not sure what, when I was looking at his question and hearing mm -hmm. the thing about the rebound, um, I can't really see a rebound happening there at this particular no. point in time. It looks really quite bearish to me more than anything given the sell-off that we've seen a couple of weeks ago. But if we look at the daily, I tell you what, if this stock takes out this low here on the 4th of November, it's going south. It's going south, yeah. But if it turns around, we get um, a move back above today's bar. So if it trades above the high of 284, then you know there's a small gap there. It could come back up and we could see it drift higher, closer mm. to $3 or 320 But you know, at the moment, it just doesn't look great at all. No, it's not giving me enough to get me excited, that's for sure. Um, mm. But I'm not suggesting it's probably it's not going to find some support soon and start to move up. But right now it's not yeah, really Yeah, so on this me. stock, if it takes out this mm. low that mm. happened, the COVID low, the mm. one that happened earlier this year, then you probably get a nice trend line on it down there anyway, which is what we, you talk about in the book. Yeah. That's one way of potentially trading it. But there are other rules that this mm. stock looks like, given it trends nicely, that it could trade really, you know, you might be able to trade it really well on some other short-term rules looking mm. at that because it mm. just goes up and down um, once it does get going. Yeah, you need some good rules around on this yeah. one. 
Okay. All right. Good um, question. Look, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We've lots more to come. And before we get into that, now's a perfect time to hit that subscribe button and also like the video. So come on, make sure you hit the subscribe button. I know you'd like to do it. And don't mention the war. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> yeah. Hmm? And what were you going to say? So we don't talk about Fight Club here. Okay, fine. Um, it's time that we get in, whatever that was. We time <laughs> well, to get I'm not into allowed the to talk about tonight, that other country. Which is, you've adjusted my chair lately too. I was meaning to say this earlier in I the did? show. Yeah. You've been telling me I've been slouching and I've noticed that you're doing the same thing. So sit up straight, please. Oh, you, stole, you stole my chair. All right. Top three energy stocks to buy in 2020. I've been uh, looking one. forward to this. All right. You have been. It'd be funny if it didn't work, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, that's really small. Can you please fix that? I'll fix that and you keep talking. How's that? All right. We often share how it is important to understand where the money's flowing in the stock market, right? And the charts show you all that and how you can benefit from this. And any process that we follow looks at this very thing. And we'll reflect on this tonight as it's real, it has real relevance to any sector of the market that you are considering investing in. Remember, investing for profit is not about investing in sectors that have already done well, but there are some arguments for buying something that's trending up, of course, but what we're looking for, it's like a contrarian approach. It's about finding the next sector that will outperform. And the energy sector has underperformed relative to other areas of the market for some time. So what we're about to talk about is some great stocks that are usually considered good investments by financial market players and are down 30 to 50%, causing the sector to be down just over 40% this year. So what does all of this mean then? Well, there is a high probability that there will be great opportunities to profit from stocks in the energy sector in 2021, and we'll show you why this is the case. We'll share with you three of the top energy stocks to watch in 2021. Now, shall we start by looking at... Am I allowed to say something? Yes. I'm just saying it's, it's interesting when you see that like we get... Um, Themes going through nights from people with stocks. So we like theme nights. Well, yeah. So no, sort of theme months. You know, like with A2 Milk or Afterpay or stocks oh, that are okay. generally going. So what you're saying up, is all the questions that we're getting from people tend to be sort of a similar type of stocks, and it's always stocks That's that have been absurd. going up strongly. So you know, like because Afterpay, I think, mm. was up two. 150-odd percent this year since okay. the start of January. So we see themes of people just getting talking about one stock or wanting to know about one stock. But what we're saying is you should, should be looking at stocks that nobody's talking about. Right. So that's the contrarian view because obviously don't buy and doom, sell and boom. Look, and I wouldn't want to... Look, I don't want to ruin your thunder, but I can't sit here and say that nobody's talking about these stocks because that's just not no, me. But, no, but the smart people are talking about them. Okay. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. so, it's free kind of you, thank I you. know, so you're talking about them. All right. All right, now look, what we've got here is mm -hmm. what we've just seen. So we've seen the, the different sectors of the market. Okay, now when we're looking for the energy sector, you're probably thinking, well, why mm -hmm. the energy sector? Mm -hmm. We did see for the year that it was down. So as we were saying earlier, we look for the contrarian. Yeah. So the energy sector was down the most, 36.87%. We can look back in history, so we could look at years after years as you've done, you know, those spreadsheets that you've put yes. together, all of that information, and can see how long particular sectors of the market or stocks of the market are likely to stay down before they turn back up. So this mm. is, we haven't got that um, 
ready to show you tonight, but what we're showing you is a simple way through the software that we have here of looking at what's going on. Now, energy clearly is the one but that's But these, these sorts of what you're watching, looking at there, the watch list that we've just shown people, you can pretty much pick those sorts of stuff off some good websites too. They All can, of the sectors. Yeah, the sectors. Yeah. What and even, even the, the brokers have probably got this information as to what yeah. the sectors have done. Yeah, yeah. So do you want me to explain mm. sort of what about Go the energy it. sector and that? Oh, uh, look, did you want to talk about the, um, the um, where they can get information? So the ASX website? Yeah, is ASX has got really, really good information, that sort of stuff. But it's only they, um, people want to gain an understanding of the energy sector, what, what it's all about. We really do suggest people have a look at the ASX website because it's got everything you need on it um, with the ASX website. And you can go in to find out what constituents are of the sector and how it's made up and all sorts of different things through the ASX and S&P. Yeah, because I mean, I guess some people, mm. they understand energy could be things like oil, but mm. what actually is it? Now, here we can see on the ASX website, it really gives you an understanding. So you can look on the ASX website for all mm. sorts of information. I think um, for a lot of things, mm. they you have to have a sign in now for the ASX website, don't you, for no, some things? No, no, just for a lot of reasons. Some things you do, most 99.9% of stuff, you don't really have to worry about it because you can just pick it up pretty easily. Yeah. Unless they've changed things in the last few weeks with this brand new website. Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's something to think about. So look at mm. the look at the areas here that this energy sector is covering. So coal, uranium, oil, gas, and renewable energy is the flavour of the month yes. at the moment, isn't it? So that's really good to see that coming up. Um, obviously, Australia is rich in natural resources. So iron ore is one of our big ones, but that's not part of the energy sector. But we've got gas as well. It's huge mm -hmm. here. Um, so that, that's all there. You can see major suppliers of LNG, um, uranium to world markets, particularly into Asia. Yep. So what does that graph show them, really? It basically, I mean, obviously this graph is just showing them that the energy sector is quite volatile and it really just goes up and down over, that's 15 years right across through here. Yep. So it's more of a sector that you would trade mm. rather than one that you would just buy and hold companies in. And whilst you might find a company within that sector that might be a reasonable buy and hold type of stock, mainly you're going to find stocks that you're going to be getting in and getting out of. So you need to be prepared have a different strategy to those that what you may have on something like a CSL or a Cochlear or a West Farmers or something like that, which is a lot more sustained growth over periods mm. of time. So that's all you're looking at there. So that, this, indice, this index mm. covers the top 200 stocks, so any energy stocks that fit the criteria mm. for the S&P ASX um, guidelines yep. for, the, for the 200 energy sector will be in this one. Okay. So that's just a really important reference for people to, to know about. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Look, you may be wondering that how we selected the energy sector and the process involves looking at the market and then drilling down into the sectors. So generally, if you start with a market, could be our market, could be any market, and then you'll just come down, as we showed you on that graph before of the different sectors, looking for where there could be performance. But we normally look, for, look at the bar chart. So as we talk each week about mm -hmm. stocks, we look at the monthly, weekly chart for the sectors and do an analysis on that to get an understanding of how that sector is likely to unfold. And even the big stocks within those sectors that dominate will um, have a view on that and that will help us determine where that sector is likely to, to go. Now, mm. today um, we're looking at a sector that hasn't been performing this year, as we said, and as the theory said, sec so sectors that are underperformed, underperforming one year will eventually perform well and provide opportunities to profit. So that's really um, what we want to do, isn't it? Yeah, because I think 
it's probably wise or helpful to, to understand why money flows into and out of different sectors. Mm. And the people have probably understood the terms of over and undervalued. So the big end of town are looking for returns one to five years out. That's what they're looking for. So they're looking for what our energy consumption make, needs or, or whatever it is. But they're also mm. looking at where they can make a quick gain in the next yeah. six to 12 months too. Yeah, correct. So they're doing that, but they're generally looking for tomorrow's returns. But what they're doing is they start putting money into a sector or an area that they think is going to be growth. And then that starts taking that sector up and then everybody else starts to get into it. And then that sector becomes overvalued. But when it starts to become overvalued, the being at a town are taking money out of that and putting it somewhere else. So that's generally sectors that they pulled money out of to put into that sector. So yeah. they move money from one and they rebalance portfolios and put money into another one and then they rebalance and go back again. Into, yeah, that's it's, really it's, good. It's just a cycle that they go through and following the money flow means you're able to pick those next areas that are likely to go and generally sectors like the technology sector that's been so bullish the last uh, this year, generally that gets to being an overheated state and then therefore, as I said, money will stop flowing into that and start flowing into other sectors and it rebalances all out. And that's really what we're saying here is we're seeing there's possibly the energy sector will be the area where money will start to flow into. So let's keep moving on. Yeah, so look, I just want to quickly go mm -hmm. to the energy sector itself because you were we were showing mm -hmm. them the chart of the energy sector on that ASX yes. website, but it's not really clear. Now, this, this paints a better picture, but it's we've got to detailed. bear in mind that the sectors mm -hmm. only started in 2001. So mm -hmm. the in Australia, they didn't have the data going back beyond before that. Okay. But if you have dominant stocks within that space, you can pretty much make out where what the chart would have looked like with additional data prior to 2001. But we can see there there's been a massive decline in this sector since um, the GFC. Now, um, I guess there's a lot of concern over the oil price and what's happening with a lot of resources at the moment because that's a, it's a really changeable area. But this mm. is why, don't ever think that just because people are talking about these areas as um, no longer being as necessary in the world because there's a lot of change into renewables right now. But it's still but energy. But going to take a long time. It's still energy. It's still energy, but what I'm saying is it's going to take a long time. So there'll still be mm. markets for a yes. lot of these companies. They may never get back to the highs that they were prior to the GFC. There's a potential for some of those stocks not to recover fully. Yes. But it's a question of can I make some money out of it and can I trade it? And a lot of these stocks are really good trading stocks more yes. so than buy and hold type shares. Well, that was interesting with Woodside, which dominates this uh, sector, that Woodside prior to... Um, you can just see on the chart here, I just want to digress a little bit, but you can see this move up that happened, um, I think it was 2017. Uh, West, um, Woodside has actually some time mm. ago changed its dividend, or it would from time to time change yeah. its dividend, as would some other big mining companies to attract investors. So you've always got to watch carefully if companies do that because you've got to ask why. Why are they upping the dividend payout? Um, ratio and things like that, because sometimes it can be that you're just buying into the share thinking, oh, great, I'm going to be able to get more of a return, a bigger return from my shares when the share price goes into a dive after, you know, yep. some months later. So that's something to be mindful of. Um, so that's the energy sector there that we're covering off. So normally we would do, mm -hmm. we would look at the sector and do a full analysis on the sector to determine where we think it's running. But look at the move up this week, we can see on the right of the it's chart. It's a nice little strong move this week. I mean, obviously that's two days, so yeah. it's not really enough to give us some, um, some solid fact. But in generally what we talk about is what goes down is going to come up again in general. And that's getting down, or it got down to recently, got down to nearly all-time lows again. Yeah, so, so, so it's... it's 
so you'd have to think that, okay, there's some money that's going into this now all of a sudden, so that's a good thing. Mm. Um, once we've identified the sectors that are likely to perform well, uh, we can then drill down into the individual stocks within the sector. So with mm. um, Optima, which is a software that you get access to when you do our course, you'll be able to just go in and have a look at the sectors. You can have a look at all of the mm. constituents. So this is a list of all of the constituents within that sector, and you can order them by market capitalisation to mm. see which are the biggest ones. And yeah. I know that's really quite small there, but at the top there's Woodside, Santos, Origin. There's a few interesting stocks there, but mm. there are a lot of stocks. So we're just probably over 100 stocks, maybe about 150 stocks in the in this particular sector to search from. Yeah, and, and this is just a tool too. Yeah, it's all part but of what it. we do is we make it easy for people mm. to actually determine which stocks, because yes. I could, you know, we could show you a list of stocks and then it's like, well, how do I pick stocks out of such a big list as an individual? Yeah, which is where you need to do, mm. you need the education to do the proper analysis to get into it. So just having yeah. a piece of software, and I know we get a lot of phone calls from people saying, which software should I buy? you know, to help me scan the market so I can find the best trades. And we go, no, it's this has got to scan the market, mm. not a software program because this is better than any computer because you can filter on so many different things. And and as we, we talk to, uh, for, for, we're on Flicks in tomorrow, I think we're talking with Michael Waits, and I interviewed him today, and he's an institutional trader, a former one, with Merrill Lynch and City and Morgan. Macquarie and Morgan, oh, Morgan Stanley, sorry, uh, not uh, Merrill Lynch. Um, and he was saying, you know, that they focus. And mm. that's really what we teach our traders to do is focus on a small number of stocks and know them well and trade them really well. And you make far more money than mm. trying to scan a whole market. So what we're doing right now is So it's a discipline that we're teaching yeah, you know, discipline. To, to help people do better. So so this, mm. is, this is the list of stocks there that potentially there's so many of them. Mm. Um, but look, you know, if, if some of you, you don't have the training yet. So what I wanted to do was actually show you where you can get some information. So I'm just going to switch to a website that we've shown you before. Now, remember we went to List Corp when we did the materials yes. analysis on materials sector. Mm. We went to this website called List Corp because it's pretty quick and easy to mm. see what the constituents are in the sector. Now, if I look at that, I can see there's 156 energy stocks within the sector. That's mm. really what that's saying. And it shows you there, um, you've got energy equipment, um, and services industry covering oil, gas, drilling, equipment and services companies. So they're broken down into two groups. You've got oil, gas and consumable fuel industry covering companies engaged in exploration, production, refining, marketing, so storage, transportation. So people might have a transportation. sort of sector or yeah. an area that they might like and they can research into that and break them down into yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, but these, are, these sorts of websites are great just for finding information, but we do need to get into the charts and look at the stocks now. Exactly. So what you've been saying to people is... Um, like a big funnel. So we've yep. thrown a hole in the top and then what's falling, falling out the bottom and that's what we're about to do now is funnel it down into the charts and look at a smaller number of stocks mm. that could give us a buying opportunity in the next 12 months yep. and do very, very well. So that's so what stocks have you got for people? Well, I'm not telling them yet. You're not telling them yet? No, we've oh. got a little bit more to do yet. So The um, director's going to be yelling at you, you know that. Okay. Energy, equipment and services, as I said. So if mm. we selected, there are, note there are only five within that industry group and the rest are all in oil, gas and consumable fuels. Okay. So I'm not going to bother to try to narrow that down. I'll just go back up to the next level. And you can see there that we've got a list of stocks here. Now, for us, trading client accounts, we need nice liquid shares. Mm. 
yep. shares that we know that if we want to be able to get so in and out of those cap. shares, bigger market cap, that we can um, at prices that we're comfortable getting in and out of on the day that we go to, to sell them. So um, looking at Woodside, Santos, Origin, a lot of those stocks probably right down to um, maybe even the top 10, it was starting to get a bit slim mm. Slim after that. The liquidity starts to drop right off. From about, from mm. about here, from about for Warren us, Parsons, it starts to, to drop off for us, yeah. Yeah, but for individuals, they can go further down because mm. if you're, depends on the amount that you're trading yeah. on a daily so basis. So just clicking on market cap, it'll order them in market cap, yeah? That will order them for you, yeah, from top to bottom. Mm. So if you want the smallest, you can click on it again. It'll it'll put the smallest mm. at the top. If you want the largest at the top, it'll yeah. show Woodside at the top. Fantastic. So that's showing the difference. Have a look at the size of Woodside. Mm. Just for example, if you scroll up to the top, you can see Woodside is 17.6 billion and um, Santos is 10.4. But then coming down to the 10th stock, we're already down to 2.5. And I can tell you it drops off drops really off hugely quickly from there. It gets down, when you get, yeah, right down. Right? So yeah. that the issue really is about liquidity and about being able to trade. And w once you get to these more volatile stocks, they become higher risk. They could potentially be harder to trade, more unpredictable, may not follow typical patterns that you would you like to see on stocks that give you um, more certainty about the way that a stock more would illiquid, unfold. The more volatile, the less likely they are to satisfy a lot the normal trading rules. Yeah. They'd so, be more erratic. Yeah, that's right. But mm. you can get some good shares around there mm. between 10 to 20. There's some really interesting mm. stocks, you know, and they have some, some good rules that can work on quite a few of those shares in that list there. So the guys are biting their nails. They want to look at the charts. They want to know <laughs> these stocks. I'm biting my nails, guys, aren't you? I uh, want to know these stocks. When well, do we get to them? All right, let's come back here. So look, because I'm, I can be quite conservative, I've mm. picked big shares. So I like Woodside. I've always liked it as a mm. stock. It's a good trading stock. At yeah. times, though, it can um, be a little bit erratic. So you've actually got to have a good set of rules on that. Santos is one of my absolute favourites. That looks good. Um, you know, sometimes the, the investment committee mm. don't don't necessarily like it though because of the volatility of this particular type of share. So you're talking about me. Our investment committee, not just you. <laughs> not just me. Um, and then we've got Origin as well, which has been in decline. So we've seen Origin fall away quite heavily, trying to make a bottom. Now, I'm not saying that these are ready right now. They need to trigger their rules. So you need to have specific rules on them mm -hmm. to be able to trade them. But these are ones that I really think are worth 2021, watching. 2021, yep. Warley's doing fantastic. Um, really excited about this particular share at the moment. I thought we were only doing three. And, um, you know, I never just stop at three. Or if we say three or if we say five, it's got to be the baker's dozen. I've got to give a few extra. You're doing two for one, are you? Jeez, <laughs> it's a special offer, two for one deal. Yep. Now, I know that you like to see, mm -hmm. um, you know, the dark horse or some I little, little, I like little stock. I'm more of the cowboy than you are. Yeah, so I like this one, um, Viva Energy Group. It's not too small. It's, it's, it's about still... 12 or 13,000 on the list. It's still a decent sized stock, mm. yeah. But I mean, mm. at the moment, it's actually moving up strongly now. Nice. There's always an if, because it, it has been falling. Look at what it did during COVID. It just got wiped out. You can see on the left-hand side. And the, the mm. other challenge with this one is there's not a lot of history. Yes. So for a trader, you, you know, it's not as easy to work out exactly where this share is. And typically, mm -hmm. I would pick stocks that have got at least 10 years data so I can do a full analysis on mm. them. But because I know you like sort of something that's a bit out of left field, this is why I picked this one when, as soon as I saw the the, um, the move on it. So I thought, well, okay, this week it looks quite strong, looks interesting, but it really needs to hold above 
dollar eighty and okay. stay above that level to actually continue to to do well. And we've seen huge gaps on the chart. Okay. So can I just um, fix so Woodside, up here? Santos, and Wally are more preferred. Mm -hmm. um, no, sorry, Woodside, Santos, and Origin are your more preferred. I've just fixed it up because I then, thought it looked different to my chart. Something's happened with your with your computer. So you can see there, um, it's a little bit different now, but I'm expecting that the rise could be somewhere up around mm -hmm. 210, 220. Sorry, okay. what you were saying, I was getting no, carried away. No, I'm just saying your preferred stocks at the moment are Woodside, Santos and Origin in this and area. And Wally. And Wally, and, mm -hmm. and VEA is your little dark horse. That's a little dark horse, but I could have made That's a Dale's list. Dale's dark horse. I could have made a list of about, you know, 10 in oh, this yeah, sector you could. quite easily. I know, I've looked at a few of them. I don't get excited when I look at the energy <laughs> sector. There's some good looking stocks, but we do need yeah. to move on anyway. All right. Um, he's going to make me move on. That's no, not me. I've got this producer in me yelling and I'm going <laughs> deaf now. <laughs> now let's get into some more emails. But before we do, remember to hit that subscribe button now. And whilst you're there, give us a big thumbs up and click on the like button. If you do, then we'll deliver more of this sort of content. And I know that some of you have been asking for more of this type well, of thing. I've got to subscribe too. Really? Yeah, I get people asking me questions and not subscribers, and I don't think that's fair. They should subscribe and ask the question. What do you reckon? I think you're a bit tough. No. It's only fair, isn't it? It's called payment, subscribe. Oh, okay. Geez. But anyway, we have a question from Dinesh who says, Hi, Dale and Janine. Can you please give us your thoughts on Jumbo Interactive? I like that stock. Uh, for a medium-term investment, I'm looking at buying it around the current level of 12.55. That looks like it's building momentum now for an uptrend. Appreciate your thoughts. And thank you, as always, for a great show. It's too early for Jumbo at the moment. I was only looking at that about an hour ago. <laughs> Well, look, it has confirmed an uptrend mm. already when it because it's it's a nice strong trend towards mm. this 25th of September, but it's it's almost broken that a bit mm. um, with this move that's come down. So, like Dale's saying, it's too early. It's only one week up at the moment. There's no reason it's to two be days buying up, at basically. this stage off mm. that point there. But look, it's your decision at the end of the day. Whatever you do, just make sure you have a stop loss in place and can manage your risk because if this stock falls below that low there. That bottom there, which was uh, what is it, ten sixty six? Yes. Then it's more likely to go south. Yeah, I've got this on my personal watch list. That's how much I like it. Okay. How's that? Not for the fun, because we, it's too small for us to do as a fun, but for my okay. personal watch Next list. Next email we have. Okay, Dale's not allowed to talk about that anymore. Uh, we have an email from Will. Hi, Dale and Janine. Would love your thoughts on AD8 Ordinate, especially as I don't think the stock has been featured on the show before. You're right. I think I've never I heard of that it. one being on their show. Um, I'm looking to enter a position. Cheers, Will. Thank you very much for that question, Will. Uh, wow. Ordinate Group. Looks great. It does look interesting, but would you buy it now? Um, no. <laughs> it looks great, but I wouldn't. If I if I owned it, I'd still be into it, but I yeah. wouldn't be buying it now because, given the strength of the last two and a half three months, it's probably due for a little bit of a pullback. Now, isn't it really annoying as a trader mm. when you see stocks move up, come back in a nice fashion, find support, take off, and you're waiting for the entry and it doesn't come? And it doesn't come. It just goes bang. That is so frustrating to see that happen. But look, you may get an opportunity at some point, but there's no specific rule there mm. that I can see unless there's one somewhere down here but it's all squashed up there at the bottom. Yeah I mean look at two strong days up this week it's looking really really nice so it remains to be seen what it does but when we've got something like you know we're two, two and a half months up or we're looking through here one two three four five six seven eight nine ten weeks up if we look back here you know here it had probably what's that that's a nice big run through there um, which is more than ten weeks but outside of that, it doesn't really run at 10 weeks, does it? 
before the it liquidity back. was so low right yeah. prior in 2000 prior to 2018 it's been building mm. so that's going to change the personality of the share anyway i think there could be a here. patent entry there somewhere actually yeah so great question mm. anyway next but one we've got cast. sorry is mm. it my turn yeah Okay, the next question we've got is from Tom, who says, Hi, Dale and Janine, I'm looking at buying into Challenger um, as a medium to long-term investment. Do you think now is the right time to buy? Trendline entry on the monthly chart. And what are your thoughts on the stock? Thanks, Tom. So, good question. Challenger, what do yeah, you Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, the challenge with Challenger... Mm -hmm. <laughs> the challenge with Challenger is getting a trendline on it. He's getting a trendline down there, which puts it so high up above the, the price action because of this ridiculous move that we saw here with... COVID. So there's no trendline on the monthly chart. That's the biggest revive. issue um, that you've got yeah. there. Um, the next thing is, could you get one on the weekly chart? And that's something that you'd have to look at the detail of. But what's really frustrating also is this is the same sort of situation. You've had a pullback mm. into a low and there's after mm -hmm. the low, there's actually not a specific um, mm. entry that I can see there unless you'd have to just check that for me, but it doesn't look it's like... looking nice. Mm. It, but it looks nice. like it looks nice, but I mean, at the moment, I'd be looking to see if it meets a bit of resistance around this level here. Mm. Uh, there was a high there uh, prior to what is it? Uh, that's June, mm. just before the pullback after June. So there could it may meet some resistance around that level in the short term, but you've got to get an entry on it. Yeah, I mean, mm. at the moment, this is a stock I like, but you know, it's just it hasn't set up the way that I was expecting it to. But again, it's like unlike the market, we're seeing here we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks straight up again. Yeah, which is weird. Which is really weird. Mm. Um, you know, you'd think it would probably have one or two weeks down, and then if it found some really good support and took off then, then it would be much more interesting right now. Yeah, so at the um, end of this week will be, end of this week or next week will be telltale mm, to see mm, whether it actually stops or slows that. down here. But good, good, yeah. good um, email and good choice of stock, I think. Yeah, I think so too. A nice big mm. one. Okay, we've got a question from Trent. Hi, Trent. Um, he says, hi, Dale and Janine. What are your thoughts on Horizon AZJ? It looks like it could form a base here and head higher. So maybe a good time to trade with a bonus of 7% partly frank dividend question mark. Thanks, Trent. Now, this is topsy-turvy. This is one of the most challenging stocks. It's not a buy yeah. and hold. No way. Look at it. Um, yeah. you, you, you know, you couldn't pick this as it's not a top. What is it? It's top 100 share, I think, but it's is just all over the place. So okay. I wouldn't recommend this for anyone right now. Um, it mm. may be possible to get a... Can you see if you can get a trend line on there? It might be possible to get one on there. <sighs> Jeez, whiz. Um, It'll cost you. Yeah, okay, it's It'll possible. But, but looking at it at the moment, it's pulling back still and hasn't actually turned around again. Yeah. So, you know, you'd really want to be waiting to see whether the stock's likely to start moving up and and get back through the angle of that line there. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing you're saying, it could be setting up for a bit of a base. Was it a basing pattern you talked about? Or a basing? Um, I'm not sure that's correct. I mean, the interesting thing is you've had this major lobe through here at $3.86. I think it was that $3.86, was it? $3.86, and you've got this one back here at 338. Eight. So it's a little bit lower. So, but And then there's huge yeah. volatility between it all. So it mm. is a quite a volatile stock. So how do you get into it and how do you get out of it? And often you find a stock that has a, somebody says, oh, this has got a great story, but then you've got to get in and get out of it if you're trading it because this is not a buy and hold stock, as you said. This is really messy. Like in so terms of the it way is it quite messy. And if you're looking at how big it moves, and you can understand why somebody would want something, a stock like this, if you've got to move like, you know, there's 74% mm. and through here it's 
um, looking at that one, we're up at 56%. So it does move in a reasonable short period of time, in a period of months it's taking off. Um, but then you've got to take those longer periods where it goes down like here. Um, you know, and obviously there's down 32% and obviously through here. But there's some really good rules that could potentially take you out of those trades and allow yeah. you to take a profit. You know, so you've got to take the good with the bad unless you've got some really good rules to get you into and out of the stock. So mm. it is a good trading stock. So, But it's this is really funny. It's not it's out of really the ordinary funny. for this share just yeah. to drop out of bed. Okay. Like, you know, you look at that period mm. here. This was in yeah. December 2015. It did it again, mm. December 2017. And February 2020 with mm. the COVID. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway. Stay I'm, watching it. Yeah, I think that it could be one down the track, but not right now. Okay. Very good. You're, anyway. Have you got the final question? No, haven't we got another one? Oh, is this the final question? Sorry, I get the lucky last one. I didn't even have to Actually, do Actually, we've got one that's I've printed out. I didn't even have to do a drum roll tonight. But the next question, or the final question, is from Cody. Thanks, Cody, for sending that in. Um, Dale and Janine, I have a question regarding profit-taking. Oh, this sounds interesting. Uh, my question is, in your opinion, is there anything wrong with cashing in some of your profits on your stocks that you're, uh, that you're in that, that you believe still have considerable upside and then buying back in at the same price. Um, I have a feeling Dale is going to say that cashing out of a stock that you, you believe still has more upside just to realise the current profit shows a lack of faith in a trading plan <laughs> and a lack of education, and that would be a fair comment. He answers my questions. <laughs> well, question. Cody, he answered the question. Mm, um, he knows you well. The, the answer is yes, there are times when you can take a profit, um, and generally that's when we're doing a specific types of trading and that's generally more shorter term leverage type of trading where you're trying to get your money off the market and trade with the money's market. The, the utopia in trading is to trade with the market's money, not yours. And what I mean by that as an example is, let's say you've got 10,000 into a position and it doubles to 20,000 and then you take 10,000 off. The 10,000 that stays in the market or on that position is the market's money, not yours. It wasn't your original capital, it's your profit. So that means you've got zero risk to your original capital. So, And there are times when you do that, but if you have a very strong opinion of a stock, and you think it's got strong, um, a lot more to rise and, you, and you've got your analysis and it's pretty solid, then it doesn't really make sense to get out of a stock. And I'm talking about just a stock and if you're uh, trading a stock with cash, um, I totally, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. So it's about context and contents. If I was leveraged and I was borrowing money to get into a leveraged position, I was paying um, interest and those sorts of things, it changes the answer just slightly. But this is why we have trailing stop losses. Um, so if you were trading and you didn't have any stop losses and you wanted to take some of your position off, then I'm not going to be um, too upset about you taking some of your position off or taking your original capital out of it. And that's your choice because you're, you're removing your risk to the market. So I don't have a problem with that. But if you've got solid rules that allow you to trail stops up underneath the stock, then you trust those rules and you let them and stay with your trading plan. Because uh, the end of the day is when your stock's in profit, your risk is really low or zero because you could always exit and take your capital out of the marketplace and put the money in the bank and you're fine but uh, as I said once you've got solid rules then I, I think it's okay but did you want to talk a bit about the stock? I remember when I was sitting at a workshop once and Dale just mm. says yes no yes no I'll agree with you. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> That's what came to mind. Yes no I agree with you. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody should agree with me shouldn't they? Let's talk about the stock before we wrap up. Now, okay, so we had a, a last... Have, no, we haven't talked about his stock. Have, oh, no, that, he no, didn't have a stock. stock. Sorry, thank you. I know it's hot in here. Do you want me to fan you a I little know. bit? Do you do that? All right, so look, um, we had a last-minute ring-in, and 
Um, mm. Kathy actually uh, um, asked me really, really a lot of times whether I would <laughs> do this one, a ring in. So, Vinay, you have to thank Kathy for this one. Um, Vinay um, says, chocolates. thanks for all your effort and time to educate us all in your weekly shows. Could you please review CBA and Macquarie? Uh, would like to enter in December for long-term view, five to ten years. Thanks so much. Two of your most favourite stocks. Yeah, very interesting. How do you know, Vinay, that this is what Janine likes to talk about? Yeah, now Macquarie looks great. I think it's a really mm. good stock. The only thing that I'm not excited about at the moment are the gaps. It always makes me feel a little bit uneasy to see those gaps sitting in there, especially mm. big ones, and especially given that it actually traded all the way up and came all the way back down at the end of the day. The, the Dow and S&P did that too. That's why we're just playing copycat. This is what mm. I've been saying for so long. The Australian market, the fund managers are just playing copycat with algos to overseas markets. And it really annoys me. Mm. You know, have the, you know, kahoolies to take a position. Why don't they? Kahoolies. That's a good term. <laughs> we've taken a position. Is that a swear word, everybody? We're, co we're conservative. That's and we've a taken a position, word. but they're aggressive. So they're trying to... They're trying to match what's happening in the US and then at the end of the day, selling off the position and trying to get out of it again. You just mentioned that word again. So that's three fines you've got now. Look, I didn't say, I said, oh, geez. <laughs> I set myself up to fail, didn't I? You did. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? Did you say it once? No, I didn't say it at all. I don't have any fines. You've got at least five now. Oh, you keep saying that, that word. jar, it's going to be ringing like Christmas bells, isn't it? Yours is, yeah. Mm. All right, okay. so looking at both stocks, I like bank stocks. Like, there's just mm. no question about it. Um, They've been know, terrible for the last bank, five years. Yeah, but I, I don't like, better. at the moment, I'm mm. not a huge fan of Westpac mm. and, and NAB. However, if all the banks go up, I mean, if a couple of the banks go up, they're all typically likely to go up together to if it's up. a across-the-market-wide thing and they're following what's happening in the US. However, our picks generally tend to be Macquarie tends, ends up being a, one at the top of our list. We yeah. also like CBA. However, the chart on CBA has really got us quite a little bit different, perplexed at the moment because COVID destroyed, you mm. know, I, I was in tears over this one because it destroyed the most magnificent pattern we teach in our advanced course. Um, mm. And so it actually has broken that pattern and leaves a question mark as to where Commonwealth Bank is likely to trade to in future. But volatility will do that. Uncertainty and volatility will make a stock or a market change personality and break its normal patterns. Yeah. And then when it all settles Look, down again, it goes I'd back I believe in that about mining stocks, mm. especially small mining stocks, which mm. when I first started mm. learning about these theories years and years ago, it was mm. my, I was practicing on big stocks and mm. I was looking at some smaller stocks as well. And I could see how it defied the smaller stocks because liquidity was so low that it, they would just jump around anywhere. But big stocks never break these rules. You know, you can always never? find the pattern on it. I have, I, I've only ever, I've never mm. seen one stock break it that's okay. a big stock, big okay. liquid stock. Because they're challenging and Janine enough, guys. I'm asking <laughs> the tough questions tonight. Making you earn your money. Okay, so yeah. so looking Making at, you earn the likes. So I actually like, mm. I like ANZ, I like Commonwealth yep. Bank, I like Macquarie, but not a huge fan of um, NAB and Westpac at the moment. Okay, cool. Mm. All right, fantastic. All right, well, that's been we're finishing, hey? All right. Um, last week, we asked you to tell us what is the best return that you've ever made on a stock and when was it? Now, we had some findings on that. Did you want to report on that one? No. Dale was very disappointed, so it may have been the way I asked the question. Yeah, so. we only got a couple of people I know. responding, so. Yeah, maybe they did. They got some good returns. 
Yeah, well, maybe they didn't get the returns. I don't know, but we had a few maybe people. Maybe did people didn't get any returns. Maybe I wasn't asking the right question. So I thought, okay, what, what if I ask it this way? What is the best lesson the market has taught you? Ooh, I like so that one. So get typing and share your experience with us, so please. Comment down below in the comment section. We want to hear what you have section. to say. Mm. So, yeah, comment below. on It's on the YouTube channel. Yeah, down, you want down, them down to below. Comment. The comments are down below. So not, No, not that's the comment section down below on the video that you're actually watching. So, Jenny, no, no, no. All right. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of tonight's show and it's a bit hot in here at the moment. We mm. hope that you've enjoyed the discussion tonight and thank you for participating. Remember, your questions are important, so don't let them go unanswered. Mm. Also, if you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss, send in your ideas and we'll look at it for upcoming shows. God, I don't know. Remember to hit the subscribe button and like this video because that makes Janine a lot happier if you're liking the video. And also remember to share the video of tonight's show on your social media with your friends and colleagues to keep or help them keep informed as well. And as the participation grows um, every week, we're, as you can see, we're growing the show. We're doing more all the time and uh, we'd like to bring you more interesting and informative topics. But also remember to put this show on your calendar as we'll be back right here on YouTube live every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. and on Facebook as well. Keep learning as much as you can. And if you would like to have your questions answered on the show, either send your question in an email. Remember, video questions always have a priority. And thanks so much to Kathy for sending in that mm. one. Good to see a lady get on board. And Thank you can you. reach us at info at wealthwithin.com.au and type in Wealth Within Live in the subject line. Uh, you must do this before 3 p.m. on Tuesdays to get into that night show unless Kathy comes and begs me for you. Okay. <laughs> well, that, we hope everybody's enjoyed the show tonight as much as we have bringing it to you. And as always, thanks for joining us and we hope to see you again next week. For now, goodbye, good luck and good trading. Good night. Yeah, you need to get some money for the jar. I know. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.